flashing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Anyway, uh, Miss Fine. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the podcast where we rewatch The Nanny, a sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. This week, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 14, Not Without My Nanny. I am Shondi Pasquale, here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right. This episode was written by Nistran Dubai and Jeffrey Hodes. They were a uh, husband and wife writing team. Um, fairly relevant, I think, to the discussion in this episode. Uh, Nistran uh, is an Iranian-American woman, um, which... I don't know how that plays with the fact that this episode feels pretty racist. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the hodgepodge of of cultures and and references and it, it's it's not great. Um, yeah. And uh and it was directed uh not <laughs> this week, not directed by Fran Drescher. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who it was directed by. I've lost Uh-oh. the page. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're off to Should a bad start. Oh, no, it was the great Dorothy Lyman. Oh, cool. Okay. She's okay, back. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's back, like, baby. She, she's like, Fran, you won't keep me away. <laughs> <laughs> Took back the throne. Um, and the the uh, title of this episode, Not Without My Nanny, it is based on a movie that they actually reference in this episode with uh, Sally Fields called Not yes. Without My Daughter in 1991, yes. a very tense drama that I still uh, get stressed out about. Because I feel like my mom just used to watch these movies and I would just be there and then be like, now I just have forever, forever have associations with this like very scary thing. <laughs> but because I'd be like seven. But regardless, uh, that's where that comes from. And it's, it's about a woman who basically gets uh, sort of held hostage by her husband um, who I forget what country they're in and she kind of has to escape through the American embassy and it's very tense. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, you know, we'll just leave, we'll start up front with one of the, I think, you know, most problematic things about this episode is the Charles Shaughnessy of it all. I did not recognize him at first, but we'll just say like he plays two characters, one of whom is not white. Mm. It's just like, wow, there's a lot there. And then the other it's thing, Sean, so I- bad. Like he plays the Sultan of Khorasan. And like yes, with an accent and fake in tan, brown face, darker. like he's he's in brown face, got he's, a fake racist accent. His son has a pet camel. Um, like honestly, like Fran and Gracie, when they have when they get there, they have to change into very stereotypical like like outfits. Like it's all it's all bad. I understand that 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 a woman of color was involved in writing it, but but it's also like yeah, and there and there are Indian actors and and there's a there there are you know Arab actors in this episode, but that doesn't mean that like they weren't you know going along to get along because it's really hard to get jobs when you're a person of color, especially in the '90s, and you just took whatever you could get, even if you knew that this probably isn't great. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and the thing we, we were kind of talking about this earlier, um, you know, um, we'll kind of, we'll just touch on this and then we'll get into the episode. But another thing that was very, very common in like movies and television in the U S or Western cultures is especially when it comes to portraying the middle East, it's like 
You're like, hey, yeah, this episode's set in Japan, but everybody was wearing like Filipino clothes, speaking with fake Chinese accents and eating um, Korean food. But we're just like, yeah, it's Japan, right? Um, because we're not showing any nuance to not even like the disparate different cultures within that region, but we're even mixing up time periods. So it's yeah, like- Yeah, okay. so it would be like if the Japan thing, but then also there were samurai and also cars, but also horseback. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like it's like kind of just like throwing it all together. And Aladdin is another very famous example of this. Like if you ever, you know, you can Google, there's like actual like academic articles written about how like Aladdin is like batshit from a perspective of like res of respecting <laughs> an entire region of the world. It's just like so all over the place and so based in like stereotype, not reality. Um, so you know there that and, part and, and honestly, all of that aside, like even if no, even if everything else about this episode was like period and location accurate and like handled with the utmost respect, it, they throw it all away with a dude in brown face doing a very weird. Uh, suspect accent like it's bad the, the funny thing is a huge thing happens in terms of the Fran and Mr. Sheffield of it all which we'll get at the to. very end this could have been a five minute addition to the previous episode <laughs> mm -hmm. so we start off Fran and Mr. Sheffield they're in the kitchen they're alone and Fran's like "Ooh, you know Niles is out shopping the kids are at school we could do it you know nope. as if gonna like have sex and then he leans closer and he just goes hi fran which and she goes which answers my question from last week will they remember to carry this over into the next episode and it seems like yes we are now firmly and looking ahead at some of the episode titles i think it's safe to say from here on out we are firmly entrenched in like continuity heavy episodes where like things that happen in one episode are not immediately undone in the next one, only for them to like go round and round and round. He's now calling her Fran. They are moving closer and closer to a very big thing at the end of this episode. And and then, you know, we know they get married by the end of the season. So Yep. Um oh and hold on, hold on for one quick sec, okay. I'm gonna hold on. There was a little Spanish flea. Do 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 yeah, it's like it's, they're like now calling each other Fran and Max, and it's like this little fun thing, secret between them. But then Brighton comes in and he's like, I'm home, Max. And Fran's like, who told you about the first name thing? And the the he goes, the fruit stand guy. And they're like, how did he know? And then Niles pops in with a bag of fruit and he goes, I'm making ambrosia tonight. And <laughs> um <laughs> such a little gossip um and then gracie comes in and she tells everyone that her friend billy at school has invited her to spend spring break at his home in the middle east um and then Mr. which is so vague <laughs> she's invited <laughs> he's invited me to to uh asia or to like south america but so then mr sheffield's like ah yes you know his father's royalty he's the sultan of koristan and i actually did google koristan because i was like is there a country i've like never heard of no it was no. made up for this episode nope. it's it's very interesting i think like our 
the way that that we Arr. treat <laughs> it's that pirates are scary. No, I think what's interesting is that um, this thing that happens specifically in our, our culture's relationship to the Middle East, I think more than like, I think we do it to Africa too in like, you know, media where we would never just make up an Asian country to fit a plot line. I don't even think we would make up a South American country, but there are certain areas of the world where like, that's that has been deemed okay. Um, I don't and think then, that's true. I, I'm. I bet you. I, no, I don't think it's good. I'm not defending it, but I. No, think no, no. It, I'm it saying. I'm saying. Happened. I bet you that people have made up. I, I'm sure that that in media there has been. If it, if there's a place we've made a fake version of it to then do whatever weird racist shit we want and mash together whatever we want. Mm. I feel like that happens all the time, and in, in it, like even in like European shit. Like we've, I, I've definitely seen stuff where they're like, "Oh, it's it's in Christian Stalinden." <laughs> you're like, "What?" <laughs> or let's not forget Genovia from the Princess Diaries. Yeah, so yeah, like I, I, that happens all the time. Like, and it's dumb every time. <laughs> it's like just do a little research. Jesus Christ, put any uh, effort in. <laughs> and then I'm mad. Well, this episode. All right, let's get through this because okay, I, okay, I'm sitting here with my arms crossed. Okay. So, well, then, you know, uh, basically Fran realizes that, oh, like if Gracie goes on this vacation um, while Brighton and Maggie are also scheduled to go away for the holiday, she and Mr. Sheffield will have the house to themselves. So yeah. she's like at first really pushing for like Niles to weirdly go chaperone Gracie in this trip to Corstan, which makes no sense. But Mr. Sheffield's like, no, like I, I have so much work. This is such a busy time of year. Um, he needs to stay like, but you should take him. You know, I am actually, you know, too busy anyway to do anything else. And she's like, why don't you want to spend time with me? And he's like, you know, I have to earn a living for this family. Do you know my food bill has doubled in the last year alone? And she's like, you don't need to bring my mother into this. <laughs> but so, so then it's like decided that Fran will go uh, with Gracie, uh, but she's not happy about it. And she's even like, well, I guess I'm going to the desert, but I might not be back for a while. My people tend to dilly dally there, <laughs> which I did think was a good line and threat. Um, and then the, yeah. And then there was a very funny uh, thing at the end of this where Cece pops in and she's like, I heard that uh, Maxwell and Nanny Fine are fighting. And they're like, where'd you hear that? And she's like, the garbage man. And then Niles pops in and he's holding like a garbage can. Like he clearly just took the garbage out and told the neighborhood what was up. Uh, and then we cut to B-roll of like very stereotypical, generic, like quote, Middle East B-roll with music playing that just like you've heard it like you know it if it's just supposed to be so like bad. the most generic and version of what so a lot of westerners perceive as middle eastern music which already in itself the middle east is, is so expansive and so varied that to even say oh. that would be like again like american music and it's like well are you talking hip-hop are you talking rock like but um so actually wait i mean that's not it it would be like if we were like um North American music or South American music. You're, it's just, it's so generic. It means nothing. Then, you know, the, yeah, like you had said earlier, they're told they need to wear traditional garb. There's like guards around this palace and there's like a manservant in a fez. And some of the manservants are wearing leopard print fezes. It's a hodgepodge. But, but so then Fran and Gracie, they come down dressed in like hijab and like full dresses. Um, I can hear you typing away, Sean. So then uh, Gracie's friend Billy comes down to meet them and he's like, you know, I'm actually um, like, he's like referred to as sort of like um, Prince Prince Ali there. And she's like, but you're known as Goober at school. 
And that is a weird dynamic. There definitely are kids um, who come from royalty who study in the U.S. who are yeah, not, totally. who are, but who are not, who, who are not uh, known for being royal where they are, and are probably have two very different lives happening. Um, but so. Yes. Then the father comes in, the sultan, and he is played by Charles Shaughnessy in very darkened face and a very fake over-the-top accent. And he sort of welcomes Fran and Gracie to his mansion. And I think, you know, the big quote-unquote joke there is like, it's Charles Shaughnessy. You know, he's doing the Captain Hook, you know, like the famous, like the, in, in Peter Pan, the father and, you know, Captain Hook, for example, are like, the same right. person like it, it happens sometimes um and then we come back to the mansion and niles is literally pulling a dirty sock off of brighton's feet while he watches television which did make me laugh like teenagers are disgusting <laughs> and then maggie comes in and they and she starts fighting with brighton and we kind of find out that like their travel plans for the week got uh got changed they didn't get to go and then basically niles loses it and he's like everybody out or i'll tell your father that that and he goes god you kids are dull <laughs> like he can't even think of anything they might realistically do and he's just like just get out of here um and then mr Sheffield comes in and he's still clearly in a huff over this whole thing with fran like he's annoyed that she was annoyed that he had to work and wouldn't just drop everything to spend time with her and even says he's like you know she needs to know that I, that, that can't happen right um so he's in his own little t- t- tizzy uh, and then we come back to Koristan and Fran is now dancing with the Sultan at some sort of like evening gathering. And I've just wrote, there's so many New York extras here. <laughs> just like clearly people like they <laughs> grabbed off the street of Manhattan who like yeah, make no sense being there. And um, Fran is super charmed. And then the Sultan implies that he'd like her to stay permanently. Uh, Cause like they're kind of hitting it off. And in the next scene, Fran calls the mansion and Sylvia picks up and she's like, Ma, I need to talk to you. And Sylvia's like, like, how'd you know I was here? And she's like, because I got a call from Maggie, Brighton, Niles, and Roger Clinton next door who says he didn't get a pizza he ordered. <laughs> and then this line, boring and guilty. Sylvia goes, he should thank me. Chunky runs in that family. <laughs> in the Clinton. Because again, this was a... Uh, this was when the fun, the funniest joke people made about Bill Clinton was that he was chubby and loved McDonald's. Uh, the world changed so much so fast pretty soon after this. <laughs> but so uh, then Fran tells Sylvia that like she thinks she has a marriage proposal from like the king of the country. And, and at first, Sylvia, before she knows who it's from, she's like, no, you're so close to getting proposed to by a millionaire in Manhattan. And then when Fran's like, he's the king, she's like, is he tall? <laughs> Uh, and then she has to hang up because there's a knock at the door and it turns out it is the Sultan and he's basically come to her room to be like, I want an answer about what we talked about earlier about like you staying here. And Fran's like, Oh, you know, I'm very flattered, but I am actually kind of have a thing with Mr. Sheffield back in the U S and, and so, you know, I have to decline. And he's like, I'm not a man who likes being told no. And then she kind of jokingly goes, what are you going to do? Chop off my head? And he looks at her very sternly and you're like, uh, uh, or so you're supposed to feel that way. But again, you know, it's just, it's very much like leading, leading, leaning into the stereotype that like people, like it's, this stuff is happening right and left, you know, and that that's something a woman should be afraid of. When, when again, this is a very, uh, 
expansive, diverse area of the world. And I mean, I guess I guess you could argue, hey, we made up this country, so anything could be true about it, but still. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's a pretty good I, catch-all, I, I guess. guess. I, yeah, I mean, people it. wear le- leopard print sure. fezes in Korsdan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and every child has a pet camel. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and then we go back to the okay. mansion and basically um, <laughs> Niles and Cece are in the foyer and uh, Niles is holding a present and, and, and Cece's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a present from Mr. Sheffield. Uh, his birthday's next week. And then Mr. Sheffield comes in and he's saying how like he started to regret uh, what he had said to Fran earlier. And he really thinks he should call and apologize. He's like, you know, what What was she really saying or asking for? Except just wanted to spend time with me. Like that, that's actually wonderful. And so he's going to call, but then Cece in a desperate attempt to stop him because she's still trying to sabotage them goes, no, wait. Uh, and she grabs the box that Niles is holding. And she's like, I got you a birthday present. Open it. <laughs> and then he opens it and he's like, a ticket to Coruscant. Thank you, Cece. And he gives her like a huge hug and he's like, you're a hopeless romantic. And he runs off. <laughs> so Niles was, of course, three steps ahead of Cece and was sabotaging her. And then we go back. As always. I know. He's, she's she's no match for that butler. Uh, and then we go back to Coruscant and Fran tells Gracie, like, you know, we got to go. We got to go. She's like getting a weird vibe. So she looks in a drawer. Their passports are missing. They open their closets. Their clothes are missing. They open the door to the hallway. There's a guard stationed outside. And Fran's like, oh, my God. Like, I think we're being held hostage, which is, again, where we kind of start to be like not without my daughter uh, parallel. And then yes. in the next scene, yes. basically, they have this plan that they're going to pretend to be belly dancers to sneak out of the palace, I guess, to then get to the American embassy. And there's this like scene where like then while they're trying to pretend to be belly dancers, all these other belly dancers show up and are dancing around. And, and then Fran gets revealed because she's not dancing the way the other girls are. She's doing the like seventies staying alive thing. And then of course the Sultan catches her and he's like, what are you doing? Miss fine. And right when she's caught and she's trying to think of a logical explanation, Mr. Sheffield appears and they run over to him and they're like, oh my God, like Maxwell, dad, blah, blah, blah. And they're so happy to see him because they think they are being held hostage. And then we have that thing where, you know, uh, there's uh, two, the same actor on the screen playing two different people. Um, and yes. actually, I think this was slightly different technology than what they used the last time when it was Fran and that other lady. I'm not sure, but basically I read in something I was reading about this episode that at one point you see the Sultan's hands slightly disappear. Um, and what you do, I, I looked for it. Um, but anyway, so she's like, you know, uh, she didn't even notice. <laughs> no, no, it's very subtle. You got to look for it. But then um, Fran's like, Mr. Sheffield, you know, uh, he, this man is going to, is holding us hostage. And the Sultan's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no. And she's like, well, then where are our passports? And he's like, I put them in a safe. They're, they're very valuable on the black market here. And she's like, 
why was they where are my clothes and he was like they were being laundered and she's like you know and and he basically has like a logical explanation for everything and then she goes "Mm, well how do they put the nougat in three musketeer bars and then he starts explaining which i did think was very funny um and he's basically like and then she's like you wanted me to be your wife you were gonna keep me here and he's like what no i wanted you to be my nanny and then he's like i have four wives again like perpetuating a specific stereotype um and then uh, she's kind of insulted that it wasn't for marriage in her own, which is kind of funny. Uh, and then he's like, anyway, he's like, you know, you can leave at any time. And I, I, you know what? I think you should leave now. And then he leaves, like clearly annoyed by this kerfluffle. And then Priyan's like, Mr. Sheffield, I am not crazy. That king was coming on to me. And he's like, and this is where like the big, big thing of the episode comes. We're like basically in the last scene. And he's like, of course you're not crazy, Miss Fine. You know, he's a man. And Unfortunately, some men are not very good at expressing their feelings. And he kind of looks at her and they sort of look at each other knowingly. And he's like, you know, I I could see right through that Sultan. You know, he was going to first have you be his nanny. Then maybe four or five years down the road was going to start calling you by your first name. And then eventually he was going to realize that, you know, you're actually more important to him than his work. And then he would tell you that he loved you. Um, which is like a very cute moment. And she's like, when's that going to happen? And he was like, he looks at her with like truly so much love in his eyes. And he like takes her in his arms and he's like, right now. And he's like, I love you, Fran. And it was like a very, <laughs> despite the batshitness of this whole episode, it was a very authentic moment. And I think Charles Shaughnessy and Fran Drescher did it really well emotionally. And it was a big deal for these two. And then we, we actually do have a very funny button where we just mm-hmm. cut to uh, there's like B-roll of an airplane flying in the sky. And then we hear uh, like the flight attendant go, thank you for choosing Coruscant Air. We know that you have a choice when you fly. So next time we ask that the woman in 3B who won't stop, <laughs> who won't stop quelling about how her boss finally told her he loves her. Please choose Qantas. <laughs> like basically being like, <laughs> please choose another airline the next time you fly, which was super, super funny. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was cute. The button. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the app. Time for, that's the episode. Time for. Uh, Favorite lines and moments. Segment. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. I can't believe you almost forgot. I know. Well, I just jumped ahead. I got excited. I, I, was I should punish you by making you sit through it again, but... Why are you punishing all of us? <laughs> Don't punish the listener just because I screwed I'll up. Punish the whole class. <laughs> God. Um, favorite lines and moments. Um, um what do you think? I, I mean, I'll be real quick with mine. I liked the first scene mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. I thought that all of that stuff was great. I like Niles. I, I like Niles telling everyone via. <laughs> yeah. All of these other people that he's gossiping to. I thought that was very clever. Um, those are my favorite moments. I liked it well when, when Mr. Sheffield in that first scene is saying he like just can't drop everything to like be with Fran that week. He goes, this is a very busy week for me. I have a lot of investors to entertain and I can't just serve them Gina's pizza rolls. And she goes, 
one brunch and I'm branded for life. <laughs> Meaning she clearly once tried to serve like frozen freezer, freezer aisle pizza rolls to fancy investors. Um, I also liked when she's like, I'm going to the desert, but I might not be back for a while. My people tend to dilly dally there. I think because I really, yeah, that was a good line. it's very funny. The idea that you would um, say wandering through the desert for 40 years, dilly dallying, <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, I love chunky runs in that family about the Clintons. And there was a, when, when, uh, Fran tells Gracie, we got to get out of here. Uh, Gracie's like, but no, Billy and I are supposed to go on a camel ride later. And she goes, honey, I got an aunt Gert at home with a hump. You can ride her all up and down Queens Boulevard when we get back. <laughs> that did make me laugh. Like, <laughs> um, okay. Are, are you good? Should I move on? I'm good. You're Listen. Good. Um, Yiddish, we've got a new word alert, which, which doesn't yes. happen to us often. Quelling, which means Kvelling. bursting with pride or excitement. Yep. Um, and which my is, mom is going to be quelling at my wedding. <gasps> to use it in a sentence. Um, and then I'll set up a dramatic moment where I hire an actor to object. Um, and then. <laughs> And then I'll have a drama play out, but it will make the actual end result far more satisfying. Okay. Uh, I, I won't do that. Hey, okay. I don't have the money to hire an actor. I'm not going to do that. Uh, so then um, we also use schwitz. Uh, mm-hmm. We have yutz, which is a, which I'm not sure if we've ever had yutz before. It's a foolish, incompetent person. Uh, yeah, yutz. And then this was funny. Uh, Gracie now goes toy, toy when something you know to like ward off the evil eye because fran's like you know if i die tomorrow and gracie goes oh, toy toy fran <laughs> it's a very jewish thing and it's very funny that gracie very does jewish. it now yeah okay are you ready for trivia i'm ready okay so this is like it's not exactly nanny trivia but it, it's just something really interesting that i think ties into everything we were talking about up front Basically, the the racist stereotypes involved in this episode and and the complexity of of the U.S.'s relationship with that area of the world and and our understanding of it. And um, basically, I'm solving the Middle East crisis. No, um, but no, what it is, is there. I found this article from 2022. The, The headline is the U.S. census sees Middle Eastern and North African people as white, like many Middle Eastern and North African people do not. Here's how it starts. It says. Oh, and I should say this article, uh, NPR, February 2022. Uh, There's a reality about race in the U.S. that has confounded many people of Middle Eastern or North African descent. The federal government officially categorizes people with origins in Lebanon, Iran, Egypt, and other countries in the MENA region, MENA being um, Middle East, North African, as white. But that racial identity has not matched the discrimination in housing, at work, and through other parts of daily life that many say they have faced. Younger people of MENA descent have, quote, had a plethora of different experiences that made them feel that some of their experiences were actually closer to the communities of the co- of color in the U.S., says Nina uh, Nita Magbula, an associate professor of sociology at the University of Toronto, who has conducted research on the topic. The paradox has been hard to show through data, but a newly released study co-authored by Magbula offers suggestive evidence that a majority of people with MENA origins do not see themselves as white. Meanwhile, a substantial percentage of white people who do not identify as MENA or Latina do not perceive MENA people as white either, the study also suggests. Um, And the findings match the lived realities of many people of MENA descent. So I was just, I 
I think it's one of those things where you're like, so what is the possible logic for this? I guess if you're like breaking it up on some sort of granular, like who is from the Caucasus region of Europe or whatever. But the reality is, you know, people who walk down the street in the US and are of Middle Eastern descent are at risk and often do get discriminated against. Their places of worship get discriminated against. There is discrimination in the workplace. So regardless of what a census says, um, there is real discrimination. And so that is all the more reason to, to be more careful and mindful with how we approach this stuff in media, because it, it all is connected. Yeah. I, I, this one, this one was a real bummer for me. Yeah. 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 And I think actually um, I was reading, um, I don't think it's even shown on logo. Like, you know, the, when, when it was, oh, when the nanny was airing on, no, you know, on logo, um, there's a lot of other streaming platforms that include it, but it was interesting to me that like um, a, a uh, platform that's kind of known for inclusiveness and trying to really be um, respectful and mindful. Like they just, they were like, let's skip it, you know? Um, so I get that. Um, so, but you know what, as always, we want to hear your thoughts. Super curious. Um, again, a very, very big thing did happen at the end of this episode, which is huge for the actual show overall. Uh, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Like I'm super excited for that. And I did love that moment. Um, yeah, me too. A lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, we will move, we'll, we'll be back next week. We're going to keep chugging along. We always still love this show, but, um, you know, we just always give our, what we think about the episode and, and we want to hear what you think. So we're on, Oh, Mr. Yeah. Chef. Oh, wait, the Fran or the CC of it all. I was the Niles because I wisely, just like Niles, would not have gone to that place and done that bullshit. <laughs> and, oh, and I was the Niles because I'm a gossip. <laughs> All right. Oh, Mr. Chef Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, oh, Mr. Sheffield uh, at gmail. Or oh, Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and then that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Flushing girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs> <laughs>